Welcome back, everybody. I'm Matt. Welcome back. I'm Jimmy. We're Two Average Guys. Uh, we are here to talk about uh, college football and what happened over the weekend. Um, sir. I'm not a whole lot that we really want to talk about with the Husker game, but nah. we're going to talk about it anyways. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, start, we we'll, start, we'll start off with the Huskers. Um, I mean, it was really rough yesterday. Uh, from the get-go, I mean, our first possession actually started to look promising. Yeah, we were moving the ball a little bit. We looked good. We were blocking pretty well up front. And it looked um, like we had a wide-open receiver that Martinez was throwing to that could have been a quick touchdown and could have started the game out a little better. Yeah, I mean, that, up in the air, very high up into the air, so yeah. it was pretty easily intercepted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we were we were moving the ball a little bit. You know, we started to run the ball, get a couple yards here and there, and then, you know. That just throws the wind out of your sails. I mean, that really, that sucked. Um, yeah. Not a good way to start the game. Um, obviously, just an unlucky, you know, good play by their defender to get his hand up, um, and unlucky by us to to not be able to one either catch that ball or bat it down out of the air to where they couldn't catch the ball. Because I think that changed the whole tone to start the game. Um, yeah, and it was downhill from there pretty quick. Oh it, yeah, it, it went downhill real fast. Um, they went down and scored pretty easily <laughs> uh, with running the ball. They didn't throw the ball once on their first drive, um, and on the second drive, I think they maybe only threw it once or twice too because they didn't have to. Our, I mean, our, so Michigan typically their run game is not. They have to run the ball because they haven't had quarterbacks who can throw yeah. the ball. Now they got Shea Patterson who can throw the ball. Yeah, um, and so I was expecting. A little bit more of the passing, uh, especially with our rush defense, the way we've done so far this year. Um, and Nebraska's rush defense has been pretty good. Now you're looking at Colorado and Troy. So it's hard to base how good we've been, and then we get into Big Ten play and we get romped really fast on the run game. Yeah, I don't know if it was uh, just talking to people about it. I don't know if it's the, the talent level that we have. Because I think that we have pretty decent talent, but... When you get into Big Ten play, it's yeah. all about the big guys up front, yeah. both sides of the ball. Well, we look like we got pushed around on both sides of the we, ball. We got talent. Remember, we're still playing with the last guys that Bo recruited, which right. I got nothing to say about Bo. I mean, he you, had – Riley? He was, You're talking about Riley? Huh? Riley? No, these guys would have been freshmen uh, with Bo. Or they could have been recruited by Bo, been. came yeah, to Nebraska. Okay. I got you. But either way, Riley or Bo, no matter what, with Bo, we definitely had more of that – uh, West Coast, but we ran the ball quite a bit still, and we had quarterbacks that could run. With Riley, he wanted more of a pass offense, so we brought in guys that weren't physically in shape yeah. to to get downfield on the run, to get outside and make those blocks when we're doing a sweep, to hold guys before our quarterback and so they can make a decision. And so we, I think that was a very apparent yesterday. There was times when we got the ball outside on a run and we had a guard or a tackle uh, coming to pull, and make a block or a tight end, and their defense was hitting our guy before our blocks. Yeah. Our blocks were three, four steps behind, and I think that goes with that. That's the physical nature of our team. That's the conditioning that they're not used to yet. They're yeah. not used, to, and we haven't seen this fast of a defense yet. Right, and they they are top top defense. They're top I mean, five defense. Top yeah, five absolutely. Defense. Um, they were showing some stats during the game about excuse me the Michigan defensive coordinator, like yep. how his teams have ranked how his defenses have ranked and they've been very good every year yeah and, um, and that's what michigan prides himself on as their defense more than anything yeah. else and unfortunately the bright spot in our first two games was our defense and that was not the case yesterday they were merely and, invisible yeah, and you know adrian martinez was like 7 of 15 for 22 yards or something like that i mean 
And he, he had no time to throw <laughs> yeah, the ball. Yeah, he, no, he had absolutely no time. I mean, can you imagine if that had been Tanner Lee? Oh, God. At least Martinez could move a little bit. <laughs> and, and so that, I mean, if you're going to put a bright spot on it, um, Tanner, or, Tanner Lee, damn it, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Martinez was able to move out of the pocket. Okay, you could tell he, he was not 100% if you ask me. Um, but, once again, we're playing a faster defense. He is a true freshman. So right. seeing a guy rush him like that, he hasn't seen it all year. So it was really hard for him to scramble away because he hasn't seen that kind of speed. Plus, he hasn't Plus he played. didn't play last week. So uh, true freshman, that's really hard to really hard to prepare yourself for that when you haven't seen that kind of defense yet. So and when guys are coming through on you so fast, I mean, uh, yeah, our, our offensive line. I mean, and no, I don't have a better word than atrocious or pathetic. I don't really want to say that, but I kind of do want to say that because it was that bad. Hot um, garbage, maybe. Hot garbage. Uh, we've used that term a couple times when we're talking about Nebraska, and it hurts. It really does because yeah. I, I believe I believe this team has talent. I do. Yeah. I think it's a different kind of talent than that for Mike Riley, what he wanted and the kind of offense he wanted to run. So we're seeing a different talent. And our offensive line, we just got beat. We got beat. We were getting pushed back three, four yards. Our defensive line getting pushed four or five yards in, you know, in the backfield or not in the backfield, on the opposite side of the ball, and they're running through holes. Yeah. But one thing our linebackers didn't do, I saw Mo Berry do it, I saw Reed do it, um, I saw Boodle do it, I saw Jackson do it, I saw Williams do it. Missed tackles, yep. there's a lot of them, trying to tackle at the shoulder pads, um, not going down low at the legs or the waist. One other thing I saw was when they would make a hole, their line would make a very big hole, by the way, and we would have our linebacker, looks like they're going to shoot the hole, but they shot past the hole. As if the running back was going to go outside. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't know what, I don't know where that vision was, and maybe that's something they're, they're going to see that in film. Right. Because to me, it was extremely obvious watching on TV that these guys are missing well, that huge hole that's being opened up for these running backs. And I did notice that those linebackers were also getting blocked by, by linemen coming, you know, to the second, level, second level, past the past the D line to this, and yep. getting in front of them, which is what you try to do. At an yeah, I mean that that's but that's the goal. Yeah, it was happening way too easy. Yeah. And I talked about how I thought Muhammad Barry was the best player on defense, and I still think he probably is yeah. one of the best. But I was watching some replays, and he did not look that great. Mm-hmm. And I texted you yesterday, somebody needs to get in place of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Give somebody some experience. Get somebody some reps. I mean, Jackson's had really three bad games. Um, He's had three bad years. Yeah, <laughs> three bad years. Very true. Um, he gets burned every game for, yeah, a, for a long touchdown. Yeah, I don't know what they see in him, to be honest. But um, one thing I do know is, you know, you look at yesterday's game, and, yes, we got outbeat big time. Yeah. Um, are we giving up on the team? Absolutely not. We stand by the by the Huskers. We stand by the coaching staff. We stand by the players. And we're going to cheer them on every single yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, I was excited. We were playing top 20 team. I thought if, yeah. if Martinez played that we actually had a legitimate shot. I really felt like we actually had a legitimate shot because I didn't think Michigan's offense was that great. Yep. Thought we'd be able to stop them. And if we could get some points on the board, win a low-scoring game. Yep. And, and so, Randall, I appreciate your comment here. So you talk about that belief um, with the talent. So I saw this happen multiple times with our running backs. Like you said, when they ran the ball, Michigan hit the holes with confidence, with speed. Yeah. There was a couple times where we should have had some good runs with not only Mo Washington but Greg Bell when we got outside. We weren't opening up any holes, but when we got outside, they would kind of stutter step or slow down and try to I, make a cut back instead of just keep hitting the corner I to was, the edge. I was worried about it going in yeah. the run game because I knew their defense was great, and 
when you see Washington in the first couple games, mm-hmm. he, he was pretty flashy. Yep. He'd get outside and he'd ju- you know, juke and stuff like that, and I knew he was not going to be able yeah. to do that against a Michigan team. And, and those guys are talented. Bell, Bell and Washington definitely have talent. Like you said, Randall, we do have talent, but that, that belief that I'm going to beat that guy on the other side of the line that's coming to hit me, I didn't see it yesterday, yeah. especially with our running backs when we got outside. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's something that you have to coach them. You have to, you have to get them to that next level to say, you can beat that guy to the edge. Or if you can't, get your stiff arm out there and, and get him to the ground so you can maybe at least get a few yards. Instead, we're taking three, four-yard losses because we're yeah. trying to make a move that we probably well, shouldn't And make. I think same thing we were talking about with Martinez. I mean, these guys are getting the ball and they're getting hit yeah. right away. Yep. So, I mean – you lose your confidence pretty quick. Yeah. So you look at wide receiver blocking. You look at you know we didn't really bring our tight ends to block that much, and when they when we did, they didn't block. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it multiple times. Our guys were getting hit, and our tight ends three steps behind where the play was. Um, it, it was. Um, I think Bunch played a better game than he did against yeah. Troy. He, to be he, honest. So so one thing I saw from Bunch was the release. The quick release. Yeah. He wasn't holding on to the ball for more than a, a two seconds. I mean, it was snap, one, two, boom. He's throwing I mean, the ball. I think Martinez is much, much better quarterback altogether all yeah. as, as a whole. But um, he, I thought he played a little bit of a better game. But, you know, at that point, we were already down 39 to nothing. I mean, they could have yeah. backups in. and Who knows? But... Um, but either way, I think those quick passes worked, and maybe that's something we look at in the future: is you know, get those quick routes, those quick outs, those quick slants. We don't do a whole lot of that. You know, we had a couple downs where it was third and third and five, and we're running twenty-five yard routes downfield. And that was one of the biggest complaints I had when we had um, Armstrong at quarterback: is we'd have a five-six yard uh, first down to gain. And oh, we yeah. throw it 40, 40 yards downfield, yeah. and so when you're waiting all that time, that gives the defense time to get to you. And I. I'm not saying it's it's exactly the same, but I feel like we need to start doing some of those quicker routes, those quick out routes, get our tight ends more involved in the pass game. Um, but yesterday, bottom line, we got beat, and we got beat bad. We got beat in every single aspect of the game. Yeah. We gave up another special oh team's punt return touchdown. That I, I don't know what is going on there. I don't. But I, well, and so Frost said if it. that's the case, kick the ball out of bounds every time. Yeah. Well, not only that, but. Um, or kick it high so they have to fair catch it. Yeah. So, Even if you don't kick it that far. So our 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 punt return team, and we fair, cat, we fair caught almost every single kick, oh too. Oh, my gosh. And Lindsey fumbled that one. So what are yeah. you doing? Uh, well, before we talk about that, so our, our special teams, we kept fair catching it. I, that's something new. It wasn't in the end zone most of the time, and we're calling a fair catch. Oh, on the kickoff. Yes, which, which ended up it, benefiting us. It did, because when we, we did it like three times, and then he we, caught one, and he ran out to like the 12. Like 12 like, yeah. Just and then it happened one more time. And just he, fair catch yeah, it. So I was okay time. with the fair catch. But that play, yeah, new rule. that play by Lindsey, um, shouldn't have a return guy. Yeah, well, we got at least fair catch it. But on the punts, yeah, maybe don't even have a return guy. I mean, they're talking about how fast Lindsey is. I understand that. But that doesn't mean that you're a good punt returner just yeah. because you're fast. Yeah. Well, Bad I mean, decision making. He hasn't well, and, made so the problem anything was, flashy or anything if he was If he was going to do something on that play, he needed to get it on the first bounce, which was going to be hard to do because of where it bounced. But then he tried picking it up on the second bounce, and it just went up going straight to Michigan. And thank God, thank God <laughs> that, they, that, that they can't return it for a touchdown. You know what's but, funny is oh. the last time we were at the big house, it was like 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened. We fumbled, and they took it Try to it. the end zone. And, it again, the rule. And we ended up stopping them, and we ended up winning the game. Yes. But it was the same thing, and... 
I, I don't know. Yeah, well, and then the second half, we came out, and, you know, we're already losing pretty big, but we came out, and we had a couple three and outs in a row. We had two or three three and outs in a row. And I'm like, defense, hey, they're picking it up. And then, oh, yeah. boom, then they scored again and again. It just kind of went downhill after that. But, um, yeah, so contain, yeah, containment, we missed containment all game. Um, you know, with that run game, we didn't, we didn't hold our positions. We'd have our defensive end that would overshoot the running back. There was one play where they did, like, a little quick option as well, um, just a quick pitch out to the side. And our guy got kind of caught in between, but he didn't go after either guy. He didn't go after the quarterback. He also didn't go after the running back. And so they ended up getting a quick little pitch, and he ran around us. It's like, well, you got to go after some. I'd be happy if you just drilled the quarterback because then you should have someone else on the assignment. But a lot of blown assignments, um, missed special teams, absolutely. It was just. It, it was, was really ugly. ugly. It was really ugly. It was really tough to watch. Really, um, really I hard to watch. Till the very end, like I always do. <laughs> As did I. Um, there's only been one time that I can remember that I quit watching, and that was the uh, Wisconsin Big Ten Championship game a couple years ago. Yeah. But. Um, you yeah. know, I thought we were done with this, to be honest. I didn't think that this this feeling that we've had for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I know we felt it last week a little bit, but uh, we still had been competing. Yes. And we were in these games. And Well, there was a lot of games we didn't really compete. No, I mean the the, the first two games of this season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, last year. We yeah, the last compete. three years. Yeah. The last couple of years we haven't competed in a lot yeah. of these games. But... Um, yeah, well, it's and, the same feeling. And, and so Michigan was Michigan was an eighteen point favorite, and you know I thought we'd at least cover. I thought, we would and cover. of course I predicted us to win because I'm a Husker fan. But uh, I thought we'd at least cover those eighteen points because Michigan typically they don't score a lot of points right. unless they are playing a lesser opponent that they sh- that they should beat up That's on. What it looked like, and I didn't think we were a team they should beat up on. And no. I I had to take back a lot of crap talking <laughs> on Twitter. That's right. Um, which it was it ended up being okay because most of the people on Twitter were very um, they're like yeah, they can't score eighteen points. Sucks. I made a joke about that. More talking about the spread rather than anything else. But um, you know most of the fans were. Um, very, very nice about it. Afterwards, we talked kind of crap back and forth, and then like, you know what? You guys have a bright future. Um, yeah. You're gonna get the talent. We went through the same thing, um, and so I was like, man, like I appreciate it. You know, go beat Ohio State. As you know, yeah. it ended up being fine, but man, I took a lot of flack for uh, well, me and Zom, we were talking crap on Twitter back and <laughs> forth, and it ended up, it ended up, it's that fun banter to go back and forth with fans, and that's that's what's nice about it. Because in the end, it's like, you know what? Hey, you guys beat us. I'll take back my words. I'm going to eat it, and it sucks, but I'm going to because you guys beat us by 46. And, what else can I do? Right, and I mean, I've said it like every game, every week. Yeah. You know, Frost said get us early. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll remember that. Well, and and the, the, the players in the next couple of years, those, those freshmen, they're going to remember this yep. game. And, and, a, and a couple of things from Frost last week after, after the loss is it's going to get worse before it gets better. It definitely. Message does. number one. Rock bottom was yesterday. Yes. Message, and I hope, is rock bottom. Number two, if you're not on board, get off now. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't believe, he wasn't just talking to his players. He's talking to the fans. Oh, he too. definitely is talking to the fans. Because I'm sure he hears about everything that gets put on on Twitter, on Facebook, in the media, um, ESPN. Now, most of the ESPN guys have been, you know what? Yesterday was hard to watch. It, this should be rock bottom for the Huskers because Frost won't allow that again. Like they love Scott Frost. Again, with Riley, they wouldn't have said that. With Frost, Absolutely. they're like Frost will bring them back, and that was the roughest they're going to see this season. 
Um, and hopefully ever. Yes. So, I mean, that was – but there's a couple guys that like, Huskers stink. They don't even deserve – like, don't even watch the rest of the season. Some dude on Snapchat. I mean, dude, you're on ESPN on Snapchat. Nobody even watches that. Like, no one even knows who you are. Some We're, Jason Fitz or Fritz or something like that. More people yeah. know us. More people know two average guys than you. But – uh, Wendy's was talking yeah, crap. I know, I saw that Wendy's Which is it's funny, but... There was, yeah. there was a lot of... I did see a few national writers or journalists, columnists, whatever they are, mm-hmm. that did say, you know, oh, th- you know, this was not what the Husker fans thought it would be like, and maybe this isn't right, and all this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's three games in. We're rebuilding. Big time. It sucks. Because I, well, we talked about it before. We knew that we were going to have to wait. Yes, and that we, we had have to be patient, but it sucks right now. I think they said uh, yesterday they put up a stat on on the players that we have on the team. We have fifty newcomers this year out of like one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty. So the, you know, you, well, you travel with what sixty or eighty or something, something like that. And so home games, you get all the walk-ons. Yeah, but we got fifty new guys. We have walk-ons. We have six JUCO transfers. So we have a lot of new guys coming into a new system, a new scheme, a new team, new coaching staff. You're not going to get – it's hard to get that buy-in right away too. And, and Tanner Farmer yeah. talked about it last week. Yeah. We have to get guys to buy in. Buy in. But also at the same time, I think these coaches can develop these players, but it's not going to happen right away. Yeah. We can take 70 on the road. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, I we're, said we're 68. The <laughs> we're there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. You have to get that buy-in from the guys that are not the guys that have been there for a few years. Those are the guys that should buy in quicker than anybody else because they've known the culture of laziness they've gone through over right. the last three years. And they've played in these type of games where they're getting blown out. Or, mm-hmm. you know, things aren't going very well right off the bat. You go down a few scores, and you kind of get in back into your habits, yep. uh, bad habits. It's tough to change that. It is. It's not going to change in three games. Yep. Well, and, and, and Frost, Frost and his staff, they want that up-tempo offense. I mean, I watched UCF the other night, and they're, they're, too they're, bad they haven't changed. Too bad we couldn't get Mackenzie Milton because he's a they, savage. They haven't changed. Their their offense hasn't changed. Their up-tempo hasn't no. changed. And that's what Frost wants, though. He wants and that up-tempo. Have, I mean, they probably have a pretty decent amount of the players yeah. that they had last year. But, but what we don't have for the up-tempo is the offensive line. We don't have the conditioning to run an up-tempo right. offense because yeah. our guys aren't fast enough. They don't have the energy to do that. Our defense also, our defensive line also does not have that energy because... And Stolenberg got hurt yesterday. Nick got hurt. And I don't know if he came back. I don't think he did. Because um, it was much later on in the game and I didn't yeah. see him in there. And maybe he was okay, but it was just at that point we were getting No point, beat. yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he's back. But I just, we have to get... Frost has to get the guys that are going to fit the system into the school. And everyone knows that, and I think even the people that are super pissed, they know that too. But it is this is really hard to watch as a Husker fan because we, we looked like a high school team yesterday. And even at our worst, I don't think we looked that bad in a while. So it was very, very hard to right. watch a Big Ten team whoop up on us the way they did. And, yeah. and so Husker fans, really, that patience is going to be key. Yeah, what do we got here? Uh, so Rayo says it's not rock bottom. Tough teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think Ohio State could be worse. <laughs> if we're gonna hit rock bottom, Ohio State could be worse. Uh, North- Ohio State's very good. Haskins. Northwestern, Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, Iowa. I don't think the games are gonna be a uh, quite big of a, a butt kicking like this one was. Uh, but I do believe this is the worst point margin we're gonna have. Um, to my, I, that's just what I think. I don't think we're gonna be. Ohio State could be the other team that. Yeah, I mean, Haskins is throwing like 20 or 25 for five touchdowns in like every game. Yes. So, 
we better <laughs> figure something out before that. Yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Alicio, uh, for the comment. Yeah, I mean, it's I, we do have to figure something out. I, I do have one thing that I want to get your opinion on, or what you think. You know, at this point of the season, I mean, it's not great. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. Martinez, probably not one hundred percent, like you said. I mean, do you think about maybe redshirt now? Nope, not at all. No, I, I don't think you do. I think you have to give him that experience of, of of a loss to know what it feels like, especially like yesterday. He knows he didn't play great, and even with the offensive line, he knows he didn't play. He said it. He goes, I didn't have my best game. I should have played better too. Right. So the, the players took it upon themselves, and that's one thing I've seen a change from last year. Is the oh, attitude. certainly, certainly. They are taking responsibility. They're, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming down on the coaches, and the coaches, you know, the players are standing up for the coaches saying, this is on us. We're the ones in between the lines. They prepare us for the games. They get us ready. We didn't go execute. We didn't do what we needed to do to win the game. And so that's, that's where you have to understand the coaches can only do so much. Once the players get in the game, you know, yeah, and they've been saying, you know, every week how great they've been at practice. Mm-hmm. And practice is different from the game. I mean, you get yep. in the game, something happens, you see some adversity right off the bat. You gotta. Well, and the speed is different. And, I mean, yeah, and the yeah, that's a that's a big thing too. Yeah. So it, it was rough, and I, yeah, Randall, I do hope this is rock well, bottom. I and, really do. And when you're practicing against your own guys, you kind of know their tendencies, their habits, so you can kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that as playing in sports, you know. Yep. Hockey practice, I kind of you know knew you know what side guys favored to go to or whatever. Yeah. So you get in a game and you know you can only watch so much film. Yep. So so, so we we have to learn from those mistakes. We we should have learned on special teams the first two games. We didn't. Frost said th- some changes are going to be happening there because we seem, we seem to be making the same mistakes there. over and over again. And um, so we we have to take away those those bad mistakes and we have to make a change. And if that means new guys. New guys. We got plenty of yeah, guys. Like I said. In. But I, I don't think you redshirt Martinez. Get, okay. I think you give him time. Because I wasn't you, saying that. No, I think no, we yeah. should. I, I was just. Yeah. I, I think we have we have teams like Purdue. They're 68% favorite. But Purdue has not looked great in all their games. But have they looked better than us? Absolutely. So, and yeah, they had that more. And, right. But they are and a passing team before a run They team. lost to Eastern Michigan, but then they turned around and beat a ranked Boston College team. So. Who just jumped in the top 25. But either way. So, I, I think. Ohio State's going to be definitely hard. Wisconsin is going to be a tough game. I think Iowa's going to be a tough game for us. Watching that um, game last night. Northwestern, Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, I think the only reason why I have a, a chance to play well against them is because they lost their starting running back yeah. for the season. So <laughs> Even Illinois was beating Penn State the other night on Friday. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. 24-21. Yeah, and they getting blown out. But these are going to be tough games, and we're going to see what these kids are made of. Yeah, and yeah, Alicia. Yeah, we. Yeah, it was a loss that we needed. Hopefully, it shows. It shows us definitely what we need and where we are in the season. Because it was hard to tell against Colorado. We had seven sacks. It's like, damn, our defense is good. We ran out black shirts. Yeah, we haven't seen this. great. And then we didn't do the same thing against Troy. I think we had two sacks. I think we had two sacks yesterday. So, but then again, we only had fourteen last year. So we're still better than last year. But you know, let's be real. We have to, we have to work on every side of the ball. Special teams, defense, offense. Everything needs to be worked on right now. Our kicking needs to work on our punting. Uh, Lightborn did fine, uh, but there's still the, he still has things to work on. But he's the, doing. The problem fine. is he he kicks the ball pretty far. Yeah, but they return it, so he, he kicks only, it to him. <laughs> he only ne- and that's not necessarily he kicks it to him. Yeah. The the kick coverage is is terrible. So, mm-hmm. um, so we 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 should see some changes there. So, um, yeah, it, really well, disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, what you have? Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, well. 
I don't really have much else to talk about Nebraska. It was really hard, really hard game. Um, that buy-in, buy-in plus hard work. Yeah. And so Dwayne says buy-in plus hard work. Um, yeah, these guys think. Sorry, <laughs> they think they're working hard, but it's not yeah, showing. That's so true. if they think they're working 100, percent that buy-in I think is that biggest difference. That buy-in that they're going to have into the program, that hard work they put in during the week watching film, making those changes, and taking those mental mistakes out of the game is what's going to make the difference moving forward. But we didn't – that yesterday, hopefully that game kicked them in the ass to where they're like, wow, we thought we were working hard. Yeah. We played an opponent that looked far superior to who we are. That's where we want to be at. Yeah, I mean, you can buy in during the week and practice, but you got to make it a complete buy-in. Mm-hmm. So – Hopefully yeah. we can win some some of these games moving forward. Yeah, uh, per, um, yeah. And so Randall mentions Purdue won't lay down. No, Purdue Purdue is not a bad team. They uh, I think Blow Blow is their starting quarterback and he now. Always plays good against us for the last yeah. couple seasons. He has, and they have that more. We more, gotta more keep can, an eye he on can, him. He can run the ball in a sweep. He can make moves. He can break tackles. He can catch the ball. He's yeah. he's a dual threat guy on the outside. And he's going to be tough. Um, Purdue is definitely going to be a challenge, and and Northwestern's having a rough year, but Northwestern always plays Nebraska tough. So yeah, we know, know we know we're not we're not going to have any easy games, and we're zero and three, so we know we're not going to have any easy games. To me, what no, I want to see not in the Big Ten, we're not. I don't even care if we don't win a game this this year. What I want to see is improvements where we need to see improvements at. If we get beat, we get beat, but. We have to see improvements on the offensive line. We have to see improvements on the defensive line, our linebackers, our corners, Lamar Jackson, if he's going to keep playing our special teams. We have to see the improvement throughout the year. And it may be baby steps through some of those games, but we have to see all the pieces come together. And it's been very clear the first three games, we can't put all those pieces together. We've had some clicking here, some clicking there. And then yesterday, nothing was at times, this not at times. Then yesterday, everything fell apart. And to hear Michigan players say, you know, it just looked like Nebraska wanted to give up, like they didn't want to be there anymore. And that, and two or or three of their guys said that. And whether it's true or not, if that's the message that they see, whether it's in the faces, the attitude, the body language, the words that are coming out of their mouth, that's, that's not good. That is that is something that's not buying into a new culture or wants to change with it, and that buy-in's not there. And that, that's not Nebraska. That, that is going to destroy this team this year if that continues and other teams say the same thing about Husker players. Once again, did Michigan – did that really happen? I don't know. These guys are kind of laughing and smiling about it as they said it. Are they saying it because they were kicking our butts or are they saying it because it was really happening? I don't know. But you could tell on the field our energy just wasn't there. Yeah, it was pretty tough. And it's only, I mean, it's going to be a tough year. Yep. It sucks because, you yeah. know, everybody's been so excited and we haven't seen much. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, like Alicia said, offensive line, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think yeah, we've talked. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to give up. I mean, yeah. I, I think we've talked long enough about the Huskers. It was rough yesterday. I hope it's rock bottom. I hope we don't see any worse. Uh, Ohio State's the only game I think could be worse than that. Um, but fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully, we improve throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, it comes I think we that could game in November. A, I think and we could prove, improve enough to at least put some points up. I mean, mm-hmm. we might give up that many points because yep. their offense is so good. Yeah, but, but but let's talk about the other teams. Um, yeah, rebuild the pipeline. Absolutely. Um, so we we have a lot of teams that played really well yesterday. Um, I think your top four teams right now. With uh, Alabama, Wisconsin, or Alabama, Georgia, uh, Clemson, and, um, Ohio, and State. Ohio State being the top four, uh, they're right now. If 
if I had to say playoff rankings come out, they're definitely the top four by a landslide. Yes. A landslide because the teams behind them, um, LSU almost lost to La Tech yesterday. The o- well, the only reason that I think LSU might disagree with you on that is because they probably have one of the best wins. They beat an Auburn team. Yeah, but um, they, almost, they almost had a they had a bad win yesterday. Right. I mean, they, they had to tough. score. I mean, they, they, beat, they beat Auburn last week, and then you play Louisiana Tech. You, you get a little bit of a hangover type game. But if you want to be a top team, you don't have those hangovers. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I get what you're saying. It happens to everybody, yeah, It really does. So, La Tech Except came Alabama. in. La Tech came in yesterday and put up 21, um, and they got a couple late touchdowns. It was 24-21 in the third quarter. They end up scoring in the fourth quarter. They end up scoring a couple touchdowns late to end up winning the game, thirty-eight twenty-one. But um, that USC game, uh, USC Washington State on Friday, that was actually a really good game. Yeah, um, it was. JT Daniels kind of came out of his out of his shell and, and played a lot better in that game than what he did the previous ga- the previous games. But USC is not going to do anything this year. Um, eh, playing with the true freshman yeah, quarterbacks they, like we are, they'll, they'll improve. Um, and their coach is under fire from their fans. Um, but, listen, you got a true freshman quarterback. They're, USC's been kind of rebuilding for a while now to get back to that dominance that they were in when they had Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner um, and when they had Sanchez at the quarterback. I mean, they got to get back there. Um, and they're going to – and even with Darnold, they were still rebuilding with Darnold. I mean, when they had Darnold, he, was, he wasn't great last year, I didn't think. He had like 16 but, interceptions yeah, last year. but uh... – they had, yeah, I mean, they had a, long, a lot of young guys around him. Yeah. So so they got some work to do. But that game was actually really good. UCF looked fantastic in their win. Um, ended up winning by 20, but, I mean, that that offense is good. Yeah, like 56, 36 like or I something. Said, Milton, man. So, <laughs> um, Ross couldn't bring him with. So let's talk about yesterday was kind of a wild day, though, because we had a lot of teams that lost in the top 25. Um, number 13, 14, 15, 17, 20, 22, and 23 all lost. So seven teams in the top 25 lost. Um, and you just as easily could have put five on there. You just as easily could have put seven. Six, six or seven. Seven I mean, yeah. instead of 20. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, you almost had well, actually three more top ten, top 25 teams almost lost. Wisconsin, Iowa was close down to the end. Yeah, um, 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, you had Oklahoma, who went to overtime uh, with Army. And they end up pulling that out in overtime. <laughs> they missed um, the 33-yard field goal. Yes, to end the game. And, and you had you had Oregon um, that was up 24-7. Blew the game. They pretty much did. They they blew that game. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. So um, you have Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, uh, Oklahoma State lose, TCU lost, Oregon lost, Texas A&M lost, and Boston College lost. So I would say I'm pretty surprised with pretty much all of those losses. Um, Boston College losing to Purdue. Surprise. <sighs> Um, I did not think that TCU would lose to Texas because they played Ohio State pretty tough the yes. week before. Um, but once again, you maybe have that hangover from such a yeah, hell of a game last that's week. that's true. Um, Kentucky beat Mississippi State. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, Kentucky's had a couple good wins now. What the, oh, Oklahoma State. That was my surprise because they got blown out by Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech really was laying on the wood to them. That was, that was surprising After to see. After Oklahoma State beat Boise last week, not that beating Boise was like crazy. Boise is 25 now, I think, in the rankings. But, um... I thought that they were going to be, you know, somebody that, that you're going to have to watch out for, especially Oklahoma. Yeah, so. yeah and so that was a surprise. But Virginia Tech was the biggest surprise. Definitely. So Old Dominion, and they played at Old Dominion. That's so weird. But I just – but they that just goes to show it can be your day. Any day is your day. You and gotta, any day cannot be your day. <laughs> yeah, and they could not be your – especially in the top 25. I said last week that um, I thought Virginia Tech was the only uh, – 
team Notre Dame needed to worry about. <laughs> I was saying yesterday in the game, I'm like, Virginia Tech might lose, and if they lose, that's not good for Notre Dame. That's true. Um, but they still have Stanford to play. Right. Uh, and we'll get to Notre Dame in a second here, and too. And that helped them that Stanford came back and won that game. It, it does. Um, so that was that was actually a pretty darn um, good game. Unfortunately, I couldn't watch it. It was on Fox Sports Oklahoma. So I had no way of watching uh, – or, sorry, um, no, the that, Vatek game. Um, oh, that, I don't even know if that was on TV. I don't even think that was on TV. They're playing Old Dominion. It was, so probably, on, it was probably on ESPN Plus or something. Yeah, or somewhere local. So I couldn't watch that game. Um, and then the Oklahoma Army game, that was on Fox Sports Oklahoma. So I couldn't watch that game either. Fox Sports Oklahoma. Yeah, so it's another Fox Sports and they Weird. probably – Yeah, anyways. Um, so I couldn't watch that game. Uh, but I was trying to follow it on my phone, and I just – I mean, Oklahoma had a chance to win it with a field goal. Yeah, I don't know. At the end of regulation, they missed it. I don't know if they took a knee to just try to kill some time. Because the they called a timeout. The yeah. play before they lost, like, they said Kyler Murray they lost, lost four for, yards. Six, for six yards. Lost six yards. Yeah. Four yards, six yards, four, whatever six, it was. Yeah. So I don't know if they went to take a knee. I think they went to the center of the field is what they did. Probably. And there was 10 seconds left, so they took a knee with two seconds, called a timeout. And then, so I followed on my phone, all of a sudden it says, end of fourth quarter, I'm like, what happened? They didn't say missed field goal. Didn't say uh, anything. So I, I'm like, when you said what that, happened? I had seen that it said missed field goal. Yeah, so it didn't show it on my phone, so I was really confused. But um, missed field goal for Oklahoma to win it. Takes an OT and they end up winning an OT. But that was the problem. They end up having like a, a losing 12 yards. So it was fourth and 22. Well, Army's got to pass. They're a triple threat team. They don't pass the ball. Oh, yeah. That's, so, so that's fourth and 22, they threw an interception. You kind of knew that was going to end. Once I saw it was 22 yards to go, I'm like, yeah, unless they get a big breakout run, they're done. Yeah, that's what's tough about that that offense, that Army-Navy, yeah. Georgia Tech-type offense. Yeah, yeah you, you have to be able to run it in those situations they couldn't. Um, but, yeah, so Oklahoma had a scare yesterday. Stanford had, uh, I guess, a scare, if you say, but they went to Eugene, Oregon. Um, Oregon deserved to win that game. They were up. It was 24-7. Uh, to 7. Yes, it was. Guy runs down the sideline. I was texting you oh, about man. this play. So guy runs down the sideline. He kind of tiptoeing the line. He goes to jump in the end zone. He kicks the pylon with his foot. Here, here's where I was, the, and the ref didn't do a good job of explaining it. All they said was his, his left foot was out of bounds. So they called it back, and they had to put it at the one-yard line. I'm like, his foot was out of bounds. Like I was really confused by that. Because he had well, the pylon. Yeah, but then they showed it again, and they gave the, the analyst, the rules analyst came on, and Bandino, or whatever the heck his name is, and he said, yeah. well, he goes, once once the pylon is hit, unless, the, the, ball, ball unless is. the ball is hitting it, it's where you're the, out of bounds. Yeah. So the ball is at the one-yard line. When it hits, then it's where the ball is at, so it's short. Bad snap, they move back a few yards. Bad snap again. And Stanford gets it this time while it's on the ground, pick it up and run it back for six. For six. I mean, that's a 14-point swing. Yes. And then they, they went like three and out of the next drive. Stanford gets the ball back. They go back and score. So now they just scored. It was 24-21. Real 24-21 quick. really fast. Yeah. Um, that changed the tone of the game. Uh, and that game was actually – I watched most of that game. Uh, I was flipping back and forth between the Iowa and Wisconsin game too. But, I mean, that game was yeah, actually was really fun to watch. Um, I don't have a care for either team. Um, I always like the upsets, so I wouldn't have cared if Oregon won. Uh, but man, that stadium was just popping. Man, that was loud, very loud in that stadium. Um, but Oregon blew it. They got the ball back uh, with the lead, and instead of taking the knee to run out the clock like we should have done against Colorado, tried running the ball. Running back is on top of like three or four guys. Tries stretching for the first down. Ball gets knocked out by a defender. 
they recover. Stanford they recovers. They get goal. down in like 40 seconds. They go 46 yards or something uh, in a short amount of time. Five seconds left. Kick a field goal. Tie it. Go to OT. They win it in OT. Um, that was that's hard on Oregon, but that's also coaching. They should have been kneeling the ball. There's no reason they should have been running the ball um, in that situation. It's not like they run it to the middle yeah. of the field to get in in field goal range. They were running it just around the clock. If you're going to do that, you got to either just bust it up the middle with a power guy, yeah. but they went outside with one of their smaller guys. He tried to stretch it too far and got knocked out. I mean, that's it's unfortunate for him, but he never should have been in that situation. And Oregon blew it. Yeah, and simple. I mean, when you say it comes down to coaching, I mean, you got you to gotta tell these guys that, uh, hey, even if you're short of a first down, make sure you got bring sure it in and wrap up that ball. Yep. He had one arm on it. Uh, but then in OT, I mean, really, there's some Oregon fans that are pretty mad because in OT, very first pass to the corner of the end zone, um, it was definitely a pass interference. I saw it. He was holding him the, almost the entire time, yeah. never turned around until the ball was almost there, but he was holding him the whole time. That should have been a pass interference. Oregon did get screwed on that. But one penalty does not depict the rest of the game and how it plays out. True. Um, so you gotta look at their their lead. They could should have gone up thirty one to seven, but instead they fumbled the ball twice, and the second time Stanford got it. So they hurt themselves in that game. But um, that was a fun one to watch. Uh, Wisconsin Iowa. It was a good game. It was, it was a really good game. Um, the over under was forty three. Uh, I told told my buddy to. I said you probably take the under. They're not gonna score forty three points combined. Forty five. They score 45 total? Uh, they ended up winning by 10. It was 28-17. 28-17, yeah. 45. But it wasn't until they scored that last touchdown yeah. when they were just trying to run out the clock and they ended up scoring a TD. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I will give it to uh, those Iowa fans of ours that, that follow our page uh-huh. and comment. Jason Huntington, these guys. Josh. They have not, Josh, they have not given us too much crap when they probably <laughs> could. Um, they're they're waiting until we play them. But I did give them a little shout out on their page, yeah. Saying you know you guys played a solid game, um, you know. Hopefully we can figure some things out, yeah, and that they can get a little better so that we can overtake Wisconsin. Was, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's beatable, and we saw that BYU beat them. We know they're beatable because right. it, uh, Hornibrook is good. He's not and, a bad quarterback. And, and Iowa made him throw, and he made a couple good throws. He did, but when he needed to, they are fairly one dimensional still. And yep. if you stop the run game, you force Hornibrook to throw. You have a better shot at winning that game, and so they are beatable. I don't think Nebraska is going to beat them, but they are beatable. And you know you have to stop stop Bryce Love, uh, or not Bryce Love Taylor, John the Taylor when he gets the ball because he he's a force to reckon with. There was actually one play, um, uh, yeah, I believe, yeah, no, it might have been the Stanford game. One of the two, either one of the running backs, Stan, uh, Love or Taylor, uh, instead of waiting for their block, they just ran in front of him like, "Screw you, I'm not waiting for you," and they ended up running all the way all the way to the end zone. But I think that might have been Bryce Love. It might have been, but I mean, it was just <laughs> that game last night, Iowa and Stanford. It was a good game. Or Iowa and Wisconsin, good game. Um, solid defense on both sides of the yeah. ball, which you know they're going to bring that. Scoring, it, was, it, was, it was what you would expect from a Big Ten game like that. Absolutely. absolutely. It was fun to watch. And uh, to see you know, those, those the Big Ten West, unfortunately, those are the teams that we probably have to hope for because Nebraska ain't going to do it. So Wisconsin or, or Iowa. I think they said for the last four seasons, the winner of that game has gone to the – has won the West. Mm-hmm. And gone on to the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, so, so um, but yeah, so Iowa had a good game. Wisconsin played well. Um, 
You had uh, Notre Dame. They put up 56 points yesterday on Wake Forest at uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, they had a quarterback change. Uh, yeah, they put in uh, Book. Um, Book. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was. I saw him. I, I, they showed some highlights during the Husker game. Uh, it was on at the same time, which seems to be a, a trend this year, which pisses some people off that are Notre Dame fans. But uh, but really, they Book looked really good. Um, and I, you're going to see that probably as a permanent change. I said last week, it seems like every year they have this happen. Mm-hmm. You did, yeah. A quarterback comes in and overtakes the quarterback, yep. and then that guy goes in to the next season, yep. and then somebody comes and overtakes him. Yeah, but th- this was a really good move by Notre Dame to start to start book. I mean, and obviously they put up fifty six points. Yeah, when when you are, they should have done that against Ball State. They, they should have put up fifty six points. And I think that's that's what Notre Dame needs to do is against teams like the Ball States and teams like Wake Forest. I was telling my buddy yesterday, my buddy Pooty said you have to put up, you have to blow somebody out. Notre, no one's going to take Notre Dame seriously if they're winning by five points against a lesser opponent. Right. You see the teams like Alabama, LSU, Georgia. Georgia. They are winning by 30, 40 Ohio points. Ohio, they're winning by big margins, and that's what Notre Dame had to do yesterday, and they did it. They put up 56 points. They gave up, like, what, 27? 56-27 or something like that? 28 or something. Yeah, like so, I mean, it wasn't a – they still gave up some points, but when you're putting up 56, looks good on your end. So if you win by 30 margin – against a, a weaker opponent, that's what you should do. And so that was good for Notre Dame to show that, hey, we can put up this amount of points. And guess what? We got a new quarterback, and he looks really good. Yeah, I was going to say it was almost a, a bad thing for them going in because now Stanford has some film on mm-hmm. on Book. You know, if you bring him in for the Stanford game yeah. and he has a game like that, like he did yesterday, that's kind of what you're hoping for. Yeah. But at the same time, now you kind of have – Stanford in this, okay, which quarterback's going to play? Probably Bush. Yeah. So you're probably going to want, but you can bring Wimbush in. So you got to watch them. You got to watch and, film on both of them. And, Stan- and Notre Dame can look at Stanford's film and be like, Oregon wiped the table with their run. Their run game was strong. Right. Um, and their pass game was good, too. So they should be able to watch film on Stanford and say, here's how we're going to beat you. Well, I think um, Notre Dame's had a, I think they had a, uh, there's, one of, if not their top running back, was suspended for the first four games. So I think mm-hmm. he's going to be back for Stanford this week. Yeah, so I, I think the difference between Book and Wimbush is Book is more of a dual threat than Wimbush. Wimbush is a runner before he's a passer. Yeah, He, he, he can pass the ball, but he's not the most accurate or consistent passer. Um, so Notre Dame... I've, I've said it before. I told you last week. They have they have the schedule to go undefeated. Yeah. If they go undefeated, unless they have... Unless Ohio State... Um, Alabama, Clemson, Clemson, and well, even even then, I mean, it's gonna be tough. I think you put Notre Dame in if they go because at that them. point you, well, what Oklahoma maybe if they go undefeated. If Oklahoma goes undefeated, maybe, um, but Oklahoma shows they can be beat by a run game. Um, yeah. TCU, they play TCU this year, right? Do they? They should. They have to play all. No, of them. I mean, they, they, play, play, all, they yeah. play all of them. Yeah. yeah. So they have to. So yeah. I mean, TCU is going to be a tough game for them. Texas always Texas a tough is going to be a tough game for them. Oklahoma State has um, looked decent, even though they got blown out yesterday. Texas Tech can score some points. Uh, Baylor plays them next week. Baylor can score points. So you never. Baylor could beat them. Um, Big Twelve always beats each other. Yeah. Up. <laughs> so I think I think Oklahoma. Yeah. If they go undefeated and win the Big Twelve, I think that they might sneak in. If there's if they're one of of five undefeated teams, Notre Dame is going to be on the outside looking in with their with, without a conference. With their biggest with two two wins probably in the top 25 i don't think usc is going to finish there they might but either way you're going to have uh michigan will probably finish should finish in the top 25 
And Stanford should finish in the top 25. So two teams in the top 25 that you beat. You have a couple teams you didn't beat as good as you should have. Virginia Tech turns things around. They finish in the top 25. Potentially. Um, so so you have there's a lot of factors in that, but Notre Dame has the schedule to not only run yeah. the table but to get into the playoffs this year. They don't have to play Clemson. Florida State's having a down year, mm-hmm. although they did win yesterday. Yeah. Um, it, it's too early, I think. It is. We'll see. We're four weeks in. so um, It is too early, but I, I think next week's going to be fun. We have yeah. some good games next week. Two of the biggest games of the season, I think, yes. to decide the playoff. Which we'll get to. Yeah, so so we got uh, number 20, BYU, plays Washington. Um, number 11, Washington. Washington. I, BYU, BYU wiped the table with Wisconsin. Is that, so. is that at Washington? It's at Washington. So a little bit tougher props, road game for BYU. Props to BYU on their scheduling. No kidding. That's, um, if you can win them. Yeah, they they seem to do that quite a bit, though. So BYU at Washington, watch out for that one. Uh, I think that's an 11 o'clock game. Uh, yeah, West Virginia, number 12. At number 25, Texas Tech. Now, I do think West Virginia would be ranked higher if they would have played that fourth game. But since they got one oh, of those right. games canceled. Yeah, that's right. So they are 3-0, but, I mean, Will Greer's looked fantastic so far. Uh, West Virginia, that offense is going to be tough. Texas Tech. Texas Tech, um, Texas Tech had a good win yesterday. Points, yeah. It's the Big 12. They score points. Both teams can. So it'll be interesting in that game. Uh, that, that's huge for West Virginia because everyone's calling them, to, them or Texas to win the Big 12. Well, West Virginia's got to got to obviously win that game against Texas Tech. I think it's yeah. gonna be a good. Sh- it could be a shootout, but it could be fun to watch. Bush Light is better, Jordan. I don't really agree with that comment. Um, I usually drink Bush Light, <laughs> but I went on vacation and, and drank a lot of it, so I've had to switch it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I prefer to drink IPAs on the show, but you know, I can, can only down. Uh, yeah, but I gotta drive home after this, so I can't have like two IPAs. I just gotta go upstairs. Man, so, um, but yeah, so Bushlight is better. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Baylor plays at Oklahoma, number six Oklahoma. So that game, it's at Oklahoma. It's going to be tough to go to Norman for BYU. They haven't had the greatest start to the season. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they put up like sixty-two ba- points yesterday. Baylor's three and one. They lost. Uh, who did I say they lost to? Uh, was it Ole Miss? Uh, yeah, not, I don't remember. <laughs> um, no, that's who Texas Tech lost. Oh, uh, that's right. Um, either way, though. You know they've they've gotten a little bit better, so that'll be and coming up. You know Oklahoma showed some showed some signs. Show some weaknesses. Yeah. Um, number four, Ohio State, playing number number nine, Penn State. At Penn State. At Penn State, it's gonna be a whiteout. Um, Trace McSorley. Uh, who's the running back now? Sanders is that his name? I'm not sure what his name is. He he looks a lot like Barkley. <laughs> Um, the dude can run. I think it's Sanders yeah. is his last name. Um, he looks like Barkley. The dude can run. I mean, McSorley hasn't lost a step without Barkley. I think that was the one of the biggest things for Penn State coming into this year. Is man Saquon yeah. Barkley and McSorley? They have that chemistry going on. They well, are a dual threat backfield. Right. And How's I McSorley think people do? just maybe. Ha- I mean, people. I think going into the season thought he was very talented. Yeah. But how far has that gone? Is just because there's. Always that threat of Barkley, so yeah. it opens things so up. So it opens up dual threat, yeah. Um, but but no, same yeah, thing this year. And they, they struggled that first week. They went to overtime yeah. with Appalachian State. Um, App, App State likes to do that to teams. First game of the season. You make, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> They like to mess with teams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought that game was really good, uh, or it's going to be really good. Ohio State, they got they got Haskins. Um, they got 
Dobbins, and then they have Weber, uh, Weber in the backfield, and, and Haskins can throw the ball. I think yesterday he was like 21 of 24 for over 300 yards. And five touchdowns. And five t- I mean, just a stellar game for him. And That's how it's been every game. Yeah, I mean, he's been good. They've been um, able to take him out shortly after, shortly into the third quarter. Yeah. Because he has twenty one of twenty five. Yeah, even even uh, even Kyler Murray's looked really good. The dude is fast for Oklahoma. Um, he's like I said last week. You know the first game he was nine of eleven. They're like, oh Kyler Murray. I didn't really think much of it, but he continues to play well. And he played well yesterday, even in the close game. He still had a good game, and he's yeah. fast. Um, so number four, Ohio State at number nine, Penn State. Really looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, that'll that'll be prime time during. Unfortunately, it's six thirty the same time as. The Stanford, Stanford and Notre Dame. Dame. But both of them are going to be televised. Flip back and forth or have two D, two TVs set up because you're going to want to see that one as well. Stanford, and Notre, Stanford at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has the upper hand because it's at home. Um, also, if Book can play like he did yesterday against Stanford, and Stanford, looking at the week that, at the game they had yesterday against Oregon, yeah, it's at Eugene, but they, they should have been the better team, and they were getting essentially knocked around the entire game, even though they came back to win. They got outplayed the entire game. Huh, that's pretty tough. They just won the game. I mean, that's US, or Stanford plays USC, and then Oregon, and then Notre Dame. It's a pretty yeah. tough schedule. That, that's tough. tough. That's tough. There. Three games in a row. Um, I mean, I if I had to pick, I think I think BYU could beat Washington. Washington didn't. Washington won twenty-seven twenty against uh, Arizona State last night. Um, they're up by a couple scores um, going into the in the fourth quarter. They end up scoring early, went up by two scores, and then uh, Arizona State end up scoring um, like three or four minutes left in the game, and they couldn't get the ball back. So, mm. um, so they ended up uh, 27-20 last night against Arizona State. Arizona State played them tough. I watched the first half. It was actually a really good, really good game in that first half. So um, Brownie's going to have to come out and play well in that game because BYU, we've seen what they can do against a team like Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, you have more of a pass threat with Washington, so um, I'm looking forward to that game. But um, I'll see what the over under is on that, what the point spread is. But um, I think West Virginia wins easy. I think OU is going to beat Baylor pretty easily. Um, I just the Ohio State, Penn State. You just never know with that game. It's at Penn State. I still think Ohio State slides out of there with a with a win, but. I, I'm gonna say Ohio State. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win by seven, ten points. I think they're gonna win by at least a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a good game. I think we're gonna have a, a shootout, uh, a really it's good game be, up until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but you're not. You're not gonna see Penn State pull away with 35 unanswered points in the fourth quarter like they did against Illinois on yeah. Friday. Yeah. I mean Illinois 28-24 going in the fourth quarter and then 35 unanswered. That was. Impressive by Penn State to turn it on, but that once again Illinois conditioning. They still have a lot of young guys on their team. Um, they just couldn't hold on. So yeah, it'll be a different story if they if they go down to Ohio State. It's gonna mm-hmm. be much tougher to come back. Oh yeah, um, Stanford at Notre Dame. Once again, I think Notre Dame has the upper hand because it's at home. Um, yeah, playing. Out, I think these teams are fairly even. Stanford. I still think they're not having the best year. I, they haven't looked great in most of their games. Um, they beat USC like seventeen to three. It just was not a very fun game to watch. USC does have a pretty strong defense though. Um, but once again, Stanford. You stop the run game. You have to force Costello to throw, and Costello stepped up last night when he needed to, but I still think their run game is the bread and butter. Yeah, I could see that game being very similar to the Oregon game last night. Mm-hmm. Where, I don't think where, it's going to become Dame, a 17-point a, a margin at one point, Yeah, I, but I think it'd be, I, it's going to be close. I could see Notre Dame going up by like 10 or 14 and 
you know, Stanford comes back and it being a really tight game could be. To, the, to the end. It could be. I, I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. So um, definitely some good football coming up uh, week five here. Uh, we did have a few teams jump into the top 25. You have Texas, Kentucky, Duke, um, Texas Tech, Cal, and uh, they're, yeah, they're all in. So they all jumped into the top 25. Happened with Boston College just last week, and now they're back outside. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they came in and then Purdue whooped them up. And, and I guess lost, I didn't so. look. I didn't look uh, this week, but last week I looked, and there was like 13 teams in the top 25 yeah. that had a loss. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's even more than that now. Yeah, well, yeah, right now you have seven teams go down in the top 25. You're gonna have teams jump up there that uh, maybe have a loss. So, and um, that's why. These rankings are always stupid, but, but it's also why we love college football because like because like then like, you get the four nine matchup, you get the seven eight matchup. Yeah. I mean, you, you get obviously the teams. those are big name teams that are playing each other. People will be watching them regardless. Yeah, but you get you get teams that you know Army. You don't have a chance to beat Oklahoma. You come in, you take them to overtime. Um, Oregon, you haven't been really good in a while. You're playing in Eugene, but you really shouldn't have a chance against Stanford. They've been pretty dominant, in the and half. then you ended up blowing it. But you had the lead for long for the entire game. Uh, and then teams like uh, Old Dominion going in, uh, playing at home against Vatech, beating the number 13 team. It's anybody's day. Anybody yeah. can win, and that's what makes college football so fun. Um, is yes, you have these teams that are ranked early on, and then you have a team like BYU coming in to beat Wisconsin when they're ranked sixth. I mean, you just who would have guessed that? You just never saw it coming. So it's I fun. Think, I think some people like us and others are excited for. I want to see Alabama play somebody that can beat them. Yeah. As doesn't happen very often, uh, at least the last couple of years. But yep. they just absolutely dominate everybody that they play. I want to see them play Georgia. Yes. I want to see them maybe play LSU and LSU give them a yep. tough game. I mean, they played Texas A&M yesterday. Texas A&M and only lost by two points to, to Clemson. Yeah. And I mean, they they got they scored some points on Alabama. I, I liked it. Twenty two or something. They scored 20, It was like 45, 23 or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, but I, I think, you know, those top teams right now, they are – you look at them, and, yes, it's early on. There's only been four games played. But from what we've seen, they're they're kicking the crap out of the teams they should kick the crap out of. And that's what you're not seeing all the other teams do that are in the top ten do yeah. uh, consistently. By the way, Florida kicked the crap out of Tennessee yesterday. Love which is it. hilarious. Love I it. hate both teams, but that was pretty funny to watch. Yes, I uh, but Tennessee, also, they need to get their stuff together because they're kind of in a similar situation that we they're are in coach. with rebuilding. Same and, thing. Um, I'm sure people there's people saying right now, oh, Nebraska got their butts kicked. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah, we did, and we did. I, yeah, Whatever. We did. Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're not here to talk about Nebraska anymore because that was – yeah. But, anyways, <laughs> let's – one thing with Nebraska, we'll, we'll go back to it to end on a, on a positive note. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, you guys are back in Scott Frost so much, but you never did that with Riley. You never did that with Bo. Bo was there for nine years. And the only reason why Bo was fired was because he didn't, he couldn't win the championship games. He couldn't sometimes get to the championship games, and he struggled in the bowl games, struggled with the big ones, he was, and his media relations. Yeah, and he was, but but bad, other than that, bad image on the sideline type. But thing. he was a winning coach, nine three or ten and two, uh, won a few bowl games, and the kids fought hard for him. The kids right. wanted to play for him. They loved him. They didn't like things how things went down with the firing of him. Then we bring in a, a subpar 500 coach who is just all smiles when we lose. And it, that's the difference between someone like Riley and bringing in Frost. Is Frost is 
he's going to say how it is. He's going to tell you the truth. He's not going to sugarcoat stuff. He's going to say, yeah, we sucked yesterday. We didn't play it to our potential. Um, we can do better. We have more talent than that. Uh, but we got beat, and we looked terrible. He's going to tell you that. Riley was like, yeah, let's go with some ice cream and sprinkles. Right. Was well, really cool. he was just like, you know, I, I thought we did some good things. We did some good things, you know, some bad things. We got some things, some film to look at and work on. No, he, he's, he's going to be better because – he knows what he's doing on the side. He knows how to win. Riley right. didn't know how to win. Nor did he show that he cared about need, losing. need to get this win against Purdue this week, I think. Yeah. They, we need a win. If we get we a win. our first win, I think we build can some build on that. So Build on a W. So, go Big Red. Yep. Tr- patience, man. Wusa, just relax. I know it's hard to, but yeah, it might be a rough two, three years. Yeah. Let's get some of these guys in that Frost is recruiting. Let's year get, year two, hopefully a little better. Year three, hopefully we'll be a lot better. Um, let's get some offensive linemen in here. Let's develop them. Yes. Um, he didn't change UCF overnight either, so it's right. it's not going to be that easy. It's not going to be well. And I think when he got to UCF, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that he had more talent. Yeah, he had more speed. He had more. Speed. He had guys built for a speed and yep. a tempo offense. Yep. We don't have that exactly. So we'll get there. We will always back our Huskers. We will always be mad when we lose, whether it's Ohio State, Michigan, or Purdue, or Northwestern. If we lose, we're going to be mad. You guys are allowed to be mad, but you have you have to stay by your team. And like Frost right. said, if you don't want to stay by the team, if you don't like them at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. Yeah, and well, that's get and, off. And not only that, just, but if you're saying if you go on to social media and you <laughs> post say negative things, that only hurts us. Recruits are seeing recruits. that. Yes, because. Oh man, I'm gonna go to Nebraska, and the first time I have a bad game, all these fifty-year-old guys are gonna be talking crap about me. <laughs> fifty-year-old guys, and it's like, yeah. you know, not just fifty-year-old guys, but you know, people are gonna, you know, if you're if you're playing for UCLA or something, people in yeah. LA are not really gonna know, are not gonna know who a, you yeah. know, who a receiver is for UCLA necessarily. Yeah. But people in Nebraska know everybody. Yeah, and, and that's they're our pro team, and yeah. so we we're passionate. We love exactly. our teams. We hate to lose. We hate to lose, but we're going to lose. Believe. We're going to have more losses. And like I said, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> yes, be smart about it. All right. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Go be great, guys. Yep. Let's hope we can have a good game Let's against Purdue. Let's get a win against Purdue. Let's, see, confidence. let's see those improvements on special teams, offense, defense. Let's see game by game we see more and more improvements throughout the year to where we can be better and better put, our, put ourselves in a better position to get better recruits in the next coming years. So, um, like I said, go Big Red always. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. I'm Matt. I'm Jerry. We're two average guys, and that's all we got for you. We'll have a good see day. see you next week.